Hey there, everyone. It is Camber here with the Yo Chrono. I am here today with Dwayne Peterkin, 26-year-old business development manager in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I always like to start my interviews by sharing how I know the people that we are interviewing. And this is an exciting one for me today because we were connected um, you know, long ago, but actually Seth Willis, who is an interview you might recognize from a couple weeks back, he connected us. He said, Dwayne, you or he said, Camber, you have to interview Dwayne. Um, he's going to be great for the show. And uh, since we are old friends from high school, I knew that I had to reach out. And so Dwayne is here today because of that. So thanks for being here, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm excited to just get started. So go ahead and kind of give us a brief overview on what led you to where you are today. And then we'll dive into the details of your specific job. So uh, I, coming out of high school, didn't really have any idea what I wanted to do. I went to college at Wake Forest, um, majored in communication, uh, which was enlightening. I like talking in front of people, speaking in front of people, but I didn't really know how to translate that to a career. Um, and especially coming out of college, worked for a really large Fortune 500 company in sales, which I discovered I liked sales, but the really big uh, company feel was not great for me. Uh, especially considering that I had done kind of smaller, more intimate settings for school and things along those lines, probably should have been a no-brainer for me that I needed a smaller organization where I could kind of learn a bit more. Um, and so recently, as of about six months ago, I was promoted into my current role after spending some time in a junior role. But uh, it was definitely a journey with some things that I had to kind of figure out for myself. Yeah, and uh, that, that is what we'll dive into today. So thank you for that really brief overview and uh, I know that I kind of spoiled this already, but you are from Baltimore. That's how we, we know each other. So you went from Baltimore to Wake Forest. Um, kind of guide us through. So you told us about this big company. Guide us through what happened from that point. Like what happened when you recognized this was really not for you? And what has that timeline looked like since then? Um, so the timeline really was a kind of right after graduation was up in the Washington DC area, uh, like a lot of folks from Baltimore and just also from my school ended up there. Um, and that point where I realized it, I just kind of felt when you, people talk about feeling like a number, of course there's work, you don't, it was at that point definitely pre-COVID where things weren't necessarily as blended personally and professionally, but I just definitely felt like I wasn't learning as much. I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions. Uh, and at a certain point, the company that I was working for had spun off a smaller organization uh, that just didn't fit into that longer term scope. But I was very interested uh, in the product, which was uh, psychometric personality assessments, if you will, for jobs. I thought it was just really, really interesting. And so a friend of mine worked there, just kind of asked questions and went, up, went through the interview process. And I've been there for about three and a half years now. Uh, but it was a very long transition because there was a point where I was trying to perform in a role that I wasn't necessarily the happiest in and also try to figure out what I wanted to do just long term or if sales was a fit. Right. And that's, I mean, figuring out what you want to do, like it doesn't just happen in that first job. People sometimes think that that is the case, but sometimes it takes two or three jobs or you know, you said you've been at your current job for three and a half years, which is honestly unusual at our age. So I commend you for that. And tell us a little bit about your current job. So when I hear business development manager, I know you were promoted recently, but business development normally means, you know, a kind of general thing, but at each company, it plays its own sort of role. So tell us about your day-to-day -day and what that looks like. 
Uh, so my day-to-day is just engaging with people who currently don't work with us. So working on any sort of new business role, you're reaching out to people, finding new people to reach out to, um, just trying to drum up business and new sales and revenue. I was actually started out in my first few years here, still in kind of a commercial sales facing role, but with clients we already had, um, you know, I did not know that I had it in me to talk to strangers every day, uh, but I definitely took the leap of faith and I've loved it ever since, but day-to-day has changed a bit since before COVID, you know, being in an office, having a bit more interaction. Uh, now it's, you know, being remote and trying to learn, but also learn in kind of a remote setting, which has been interesting. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the post-pandemic work-life balance. What does that look like in the, I mean, are you in the office? Or are you completely remote? How has that impacted your communication with your coworkers? Tell us all about that. So I know it's a lot of questions packed in one, but tell us about what the, the work life has been since we've entered this post-pandemic workplace. So as of, I will say February of this year, I moved to Fayetteville, North Carolina from DC, uh, down here just temporarily, but it was kind of a big leap going from being in the office regularly. Now I'm fully remote um, and also starting a new role uh, remotely. You have to engage a lot with coworkers and just leverage those who've been there to make sure that you're learning things and performing. And my coworkers have been great about it, but it's definitely been an adjustment. Probably one of my, one of my bigger challenges, just making sure that I'm engaging enough just because you don't realize that when you're in the office, you're kind of, I want to say forced, but it's just, organic a lot of the interactions you have are things you can learn from people when they're you know right across the hall and one desk over uh, but when you actively have to reach out you learn a lot about yourself and kind of how much you enjoy the role because there's not necessarily the energy of others to always feed off of right you have to put that extra energy in and I mean you hear it about a lot of extracurriculars you're involved in or things you're out you're involved in outside of work that you will get out what you put in. And it's the same thing when it comes to your job, right? Like exactly. if you are not willing to put in the effort um, on all accounts, not just on the actual work, but the, the social, the interpersonal connections, you're not gonna get a lot out of it. So good job. I'm sure that, I mean, it sounds like it's been tough, but obviously it's still working, you're still there. And so they're doing something well to keep you there as well. Um, can you tell us anything about the specific industry that you're in? So it's a very interesting kind of industry to be in when you talk about talent and assessment. It kind of lines up to the shift that we saw, uh, having to kind of holistically look at people and how they make sure that people fit into roles, but they're happy there. So things have just, there's been a lot of movements and just change in the times that have led to this. And so being in an industry that looks at hiring trends, how you know people interact with young professionals, because that's a topic that, we've actually bridged and work with a lot of organizations that the way that work was pre-COVID and all the time leading up to that, it's not really that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, organizations have to shift. And I think it's been great being a younger professional delivering that message to people and kind of helping understand and speaking to a place of experience and you know the expertise that I'm enabled with by my job also. Right. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel like when people, you know, are looking at jobs that they're interested in, I don't know if they naturally would, would jump to something like what you just described. So tell us, just dive in a little bit more for people who are listening. Um, 
what can they expect if they were to jump into your industry? Uh, if they were to jump into my industry, you can expect to kind of see, it's interesting to see the work you do play out and side of you have conversations with people, but you see, we see LinkedIn news, but some of the things that pop up there in terms of trends, I'm already aware of and kind of talk, you're talking to organizations about. So when friends or ever are talking about, you know, what they've seen or what's going on with their job and changes they're making, a lot of those are things that are advisable and we're seeing, seeing a lot of shifts on. So if jobs are giving more feedback to people, not ghosting you if you apply anymore, or at least trying to limit that, um, that's something that came out in research and it was important to make sure people are engaging with young professionals because no one's interested in putting in more than they're going to receive from an organization anymore. And so a lot of insights like that or just different changes that we see in society and the world of work, you kind of get an inside track on a lot of those things and it helps inform not just the way you approach work and of course selling the individual, speaking with them, but also kind of how you view work in terms of your personal relationships, friends of yours who have jobs, is definitely something that I think is very prevalent when you find yourself in this industry and in the assessment space. Yeah, absolutely. Something you just said really triggered um, kind of a, a curveball question. So brace yourself. But the part about ghosting during interviews and recruiting, that is one of the number one things that people reach out to me about. And uh, I oftentimes don't have a great answer other than, you know, well, we are in the middle of a pandemic and we're kind of shifting back into the workplace. People like recruiters are busy. They're overwhelmed. Like what is the answer? Why are they doing it? Uh, that is a great question. I think some of what we've seen from certain organizations is they just didn't make the switch like everyone did to you know, valuing candidates as much. And they've started to catch on, uh, for other people, you know, there is a degree of just humanness in everyone where it's a crazy time. Uh, but I think it's a combination of both, honestly. But a big thing is organizations are now saying that you have to give people feedback, even if the answer is no, you have to reach back out and provide them with something because they did invest time in you. Uh, right. But why it was why it was happening. I think a lot of that is just the way work had been for years and now organizations have been forced to find a new path through. Yeah, gosh, I feel like we could talk about that forever, but in the interest of time, we won't. Um, so just to wrap up here with a few last questions, you've already touched on some of the challenges that you've faced as a young professional in your career thus far, but if you could pick one, can you tell us specifically what you learned from that hardship and how you overcame it? Um, I think the one of the bigger hardships for me is in going and being a remote employee. I actually, earlier in COVID, you know, when everyone thought that we'd be back in the office really soon, uh, put in the request to be remote. And I think kind of asking the questions and kind of asking about what you need uh, from your organization, it was something that I was pretty afraid of, uh, to be quite honest. And fortunately, I work in an organization that's really understanding, but taking that leap, you know, to accommodate just my life in general. Uh, I, my girlfriend works in North Carolina, and so it was kind of being closer, making sure that everything I needed from a self-actualization, just kind of life standpoint, uh, was in order. So making the jump to be very clear about what I needed from my organization and having those necessary conversations, that was something that was hard just because everything I heard from parents or friends who are a bit older, 
was like, no, don't rock the boat too much. Uh, but you have to be very clear about what you need. Uh, make sure that you get that or else you won't be happy at work or in perform. So yeah. I love that you said that you have to be clear about what you need. That is the number one reason that people leave their jobs is when the communication isn't clear from the company side. So why shouldn't it be the same? Why shouldn't you hold yourself to the same standard? We also need to be clear with our companies about what we want. Otherwise, young professionals are going to keep leaving and they're gonna keep not being engaged. So kudos to you for being you know, confident enough to do that and courageous enough to, to make that push and ask for what you want. And here you are six months later. So um, anything else that you wanna share with us today that we haven't covered? Um, I mean, I think the big thing for folks is to be you know, open to trying something a bit new. Uh, for me, I never thought I would end up in a new business role. I honestly tried to avoid it like the plague, uh, but I took a leap into something different and was able to find out that, you know, I'm happy and it has been successful thus far. I've had a lot of good training and mentors, but just asking people for help and jumping into it has been great. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, Dwayne, for being here today. Some of the highlights that I noticed, obviously the one we just mentioned, Clear, clear, clear. Being clear in your communication is going to help you no matter what stage of your career you're in. Talking about how you have to put in effort if you want to see the results, um, particularly if you are in a remote setting, you might have to put in a little bit more effort. Um, and then taking the leap in something and trying something new. Those are just a few highlights of our interview. I wish it could be longer, but if we want to find you, how can we find you? You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Dwayne Peterkin the second on LinkedIn uh, and you know always pretty active on LinkedIn by virtue job but always happy to connect with new people or just answer any questions awesome well thank you so much for being on the Yo Pro no today thanks for having me